Welcome to Real Testaments. The messages shared at Church of God Mission International, Church for Real. We trust God that through this message, your life will be transformed and you will receive grace to influence your world. God bless you. Hallelujah. You know, we've been talking about the ministry consciousness for some time, talking about things that are very important in ministry. And while I was told I was going to be the one sharing, which I don't take for granted, Pastor Richard, thank you for the opportunity and the pastorate too. The Spirit of God whispered to me about the area of focus that I'm going to be sharing today. Today I'm going to be talking about something that's very important to God. It's called servanthood. Servanthood. An integral part of ministry. Um, so I would like to get your opinion. What do you understand by the word servanthood? Can I get um, your own interpretation? What does Daryl, what does servanthood mean? Being a good boy. <laughs> Homeboy. Homeboy, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, you're on track because he's a Christian. And you know, so the homeness is not gangster, was in the Christian sector, something. Because if you say homeboy. You know, Agbero Studio is still homeboy. But you know, because we are believers and Jesus is in us, so it's restricted to us as believers. No, that's good. Homeboy. Homeboy. Can I get another person? Moses, what servanthood? What does it mean? Service. That is wonderful. That is wonderful. Can I get another person? Random person. Just tell me what does servanthood mean? You know, they ask somebody what servanthood. They say, my husband. I don't know, but. What does servitude mean? Is that, is anybody? Ministry, ministering. Yeah, cool. But I want to bring it in another perspective to agree with whatever you're saying. So please, if you have your Bibles, please. Jesus Christ brought a depth of servanthood that was never experienced before. John 13. And I want somebody to, a fast reader, to help me to read John 13, 3 to 17. Can I get a fast reader? <laughs> Pastor Wanye. John 13, 3 yeah. to 17. Yes. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, mm. and that he was come from God mm -hmm. and went to God, mm -hmm. he riseth from supper and laid aside his garments mm -hmm. and took a towel mm -hmm. and gathered himself. After that, he poured water into a, a, a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was gated. Mm -hmm. Then cometh he to Simon Peter, and Peter said unto him, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do thou knowest not know, but thou shalt know hereafter. Peter said unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. Mm. Simon Peter said unto him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Mm. Jesus said to him, He that is washed needed not save to wash his feet, mm -hmm. but, is, but, is, but is clean every week. And ye are clean, but not all. For he knew who should betray him. Therefore said he, Ye are not all clean. So after he had washed their feet and had taken his garments and was set down again, he said unto them, Know ye what I have done to you? You call me master and lord, 
and ye say well, for so I am. I come again. Thirteen, ye call me master, Lord, and ye say well, for so I am. Mm. Yeah, uh, continue. Okay. 14. Seventeen, we'll end the seventeen. Fourteen. If I then, your Lord and master, have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done to you. Mm -hmm. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, mm -hmm. neither he that is sent greater than he that is sent him. If ye know these things, happy are ye if ye do them. Thank you very much. Now, there's a profound revelation in what you've just read. Can we go back to verse 3, 13, 3? Look at, look at this part. Please follow me. Please look at your Bible and read just this part, that verse 3. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, wrapped a towel around his waist. Jesus Christ just got access to a great revelation. That all things were given to him and he had access to everything. But what you would have expected was that Jesus Christ was going to come and say, Area, guy, do you know that the Father has given me all things? All those Pharisees and Sadducees that we die today. No. He got access with a great revelation and the first thing he wanted, the first thing in his heart to do was to go and wash the feet of his disciples. Please, take time to think about that. He got access to a deep revelation about God and what he has, his rights. And the first thing that he did was that he went to serve by washing the disciples' feet. That becomes a pattern for us as Christians that when you have access, the first thing to do is to serve. It is not a very popular gospel because people place a lot, a lot of emphasis on Rema. Do you know that guy has Rema? Do you know he has charisma? Ah, have you heard that guy preaching? When he's preaching, the blind eyes open. Wow. When he's preaching, the deaf ears, they open. Wow. Look at him. Look, look at that brother. He's a bro. When he's coming, everybody knows that this guy has Rema. Because he has access. But Jesus Christ, it was not like that. He had access. The very first thing he did was to go and serve by washing the feet of the disciples. A lesson and a pattern that every believer must follow. Because Jesus Christ told Peter, he said, if you do not allow me to do this to you, first of all, he said, you do not know what I'm doing. Then, if you read what the Bible says, Peter said, Master, you can never, another version, you can never wash my feet. And Jesus Christ said, if I don't complete this process, you don't have a part in me. And he said, Master, not only my feet, wash my head. In short, he won't even bath. But you're going to say, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold it, hold it. That's not what I, just let me just. Telling you something. When God has given you access, look for who to serve. Because in this kingdom that we come from, it works the opposite way. To be first, you must be a servant. So Jesus Christ was telling them something. That if I serve you, I have control over you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Am I communicating? 
He had access that God has given him everything. And he came. The first thing he did was to go and save. I will show you things in the Bible. Sometimes we, 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 are placed, we place emphasis on the wrong things. You think the one that, is, that, the, the one that trips God is, is, is the crowd? It is not the crowd, though. It's beyond the crowd. Let me read another scripture. Praise God. Luke eleven twenty eight. Luke eleven twenty eight. Luke eleven twenty eight. He replied, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and they obey it. Who hear the word of God and they obey it. They become blessed when they hear. Not only hear, they obey. They hear the word of God. It provokes their spirit. They don't stop there. They obey it. And because they obey it, their life gets transformed. So when Jesus Christ was showing them, at the end, he said, do this as you have seen me do. Replicate this. Whenever you have great access, whenever you have great miracles, whenever you have great, great big breakthrough, look for people to serve. Look for people to come and wash their feet. Look for people to, that are irrelevant and make them relevant. Look for how to get that brother back on track. Look for how to sow into that sister's life. Because in this kingdom that we come from, that is how we operate. When we get access, we look for who to serve. We look for who to come on and say, come, let me teach you. Let me help you. This becomes a replica that every believer must show. That you belong to this kingdom of God. Hallelujah. So lesson number one. John 13. Let's go back to the 8. John 13, 8. No, said Peter. You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered. Unless I wash you. You have no part in me unless I serve you you have no part in me unless you interact in this process you have no part in me unless you until you serve don't reckon with me now you will understand when Jesus will say on that last day depart from me ye workers of iniquity for I know you not we're going to go to that scripture now look at what Jesus Christ said Look at the people's criteria. They said, Master, how come? He said, when I was hungry, you never identified. You didn't feed me. When I was naked, you didn't clothe me. You know, and Jesus Christ told them, depart from me. I don't know you. And they said, bah, but how? He said, in as much as you did it to the least of my brethren, because you did not complete this process of serving. You never served people. I don't have anything to do. He said, he called them, he said, you are cursed. That's what the other versions. He said, you, you are cursed. Why? Because these people, they had the charisma, but they never partook of the process. My brother, my sister, it's not about having the gifts. It's not about having the talent. It's following what Jesus did. We must follow him to complete that process. Your brother is very important to your race. 
Christianity is not a democratic organization where you need two-thirds of the house to pass a bill. In short, it works the other way. Sometimes God will tell you to do things that the crowd, they are telling you not to do. That is what it means to walk by the Spirit of God. So the number one lesson is that if you do not go through the process, you have nothing to identify with him. He can never identify with you. The process of being of help to believers, even non-believers, showing benevolence, helping people. Or your brothers, you know, and I've seen it manifest in this church several, several, several times. I'm not saying it because both of them are here. In short, even all the pastorates and leaders, I have seen this example being portrayed by our own pastor. Because he's compelled to. You think when we do some kind of things, it's because you, many of you have the best attitude? Some of you, you won't exist. Some of us, will not even, we won't exist when, if it was a former setting. They would have fired us. But when it comes to the kingdom, it doesn't operate that way. The fact somebody annoying you doesn't mean you tell the person to leave the church. Eh -eh. You, are you the one that died for the person? Did you go to the cross? Did they nail you? Now you die, they die. Not be you. So you don't have a right. So whether the person is telling you, Pastor, you are very stupid, you do not have a right to tell the person to leave my church. Eh? Because God gave you a privilege for you to serve people. You think it's an, it is a, a business organization whereby there will be there will be be checking you out. Appraiser. They tell you appraise yourself. You know that's a very dangerous thing when they tell you appraise yourself. That is tell us why we should keep you. We don't work like that as believers. In this kingdom we don't work like that at all. Because the way this kingdom operates the last shall be the first. The one that you look down on can become the, the one that will lead everybody. A very good example. A very good example. Do you know why the lives of, of, of the disciples confused the world? Because people knew them before Christ came into their lives. These guys were ordinary people. They were normal fishermen. There was nothing spectacular about them. But something transformative entered into their personality when they began to follow Jesus Christ. Now, one of the things that they noticed was that the way they used to speak was different. Somebody will not go school when they speak like Pastor Richard, eloquency, lacuna. You know now, those words that Pastor Richard used to, you know, begin to, and they begin to wonder, where did these people come from? This guy will not go to school, will be fisherman. Because they had an encounter with God. They had followed Jesus through the process. And the process has made ordinary, become extraordinary. Why? Because they had been with Jesus. They had been with Jesus. Stop rejecting people. Stop pushing people aside. Because this world that we are, people are very, everything is about being selfish. In short, they will not made the phone, iPhone. Everything is I. I. I cloud. <laughs> I. That is the way of this, this world. They don't care about any person. Be careful not to be a victim of that. That is not the life of a Christian. For God so loved the world that he gave. 
his only begotten son, people thought that he wasn't smart. That was ma- 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 a high level of, of, of ma- mathematics. That whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. God don't calculate time now. The greatest accountant. He looks and says, hey, okay. You think say devil, you think you are wise. I will give my greatest possession. It was like chess. He gave us his best. And devil said, I don't, I don't catch him now. <laughs> he gave one Jesus to have many Jesuses. That is why you are here and I'm here. And Jesus Christ said, anyone who believes in me, the work that I do, shall you do. And greater works than this. Why? Because you follow the process. I'm talking about the process of servanthood. Even in business, they tell you internship is the fastest way to get a job. Am I lying? If there is a place that you have been sending CV and they've been rejecting you, when you see that they are doing internship, quickly tell them, tell them not to pay you. There is no way. There is no way you enter into a company to do internship and they see the value you bring and it is time for them to employ. They will go and collect somebody outside. Except you have a very nasty attitude. So when you see people in church, they are giving excuses to serve. You begin to wonder. Then you think a business will employ you. But I'm not telling you to do it for that. I'm telling you to do it because it's the kingdom that you are from. Jesus Christ said, (laughs) see what the scripture says. If any two shall agree concerning the matter. It shall be established. That is, you carry power when you are two. That is the way the kingdom is a kingdom of... God said, let us make... Let us... He didn't say let I. He said, let us make... It has always been a kingdom affair. From the onset. Am I communicating? Praise God. John 13. We're seeing John 13. Let's go to 17. John 13, 17. Look at this. It says, now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Now that you know the, the, the power of servanthood, after Jesus Christ has completed the process, he told the disciples, he says, now that you know this, so now put into practice what I have done for you and you will experience a life of happiness enriched with untold blessings. You see the way this kingdom works? It is not just preaching prosperity message. It is following the process. Jesus Christ said, when you deserve person, you will discover that you will become happy and you will get many blessings. Why? Because you are serving. Tell your neighbor, wake up. Serve, don't sleep. Yes, that's a good one. I think it's a good song. Wake up, don't sleep, don't sleep. Enough of self, let it die. Jesus Christ said, if you must follow me, you must kill things. Follow the cross. It means that don't question. Follow the process. So anytime you hear Jesus Christ say follow me, he said follow the process. 
the way the 12 disciples were able to take over the world was their contagious spirit of love. He's not related to you. Not the same Papa born too often now. But because the person identifies as a Christian, even though that even did, you say, come, we feed you. They, even, they were even feeding widows. It got to a part that they were now having some frictions. They went to consult God. And God said, set these men to be the ones to feed these people. Why these ones? Let them come and do this. Why? Because the kingdom involves servanthood. Please forget about presidents and founders coming to tell you that uh, he's the president and founder and when they are coming, you see the members kneeling down to greet them. And all. Forget about all those things. In Christ, we are all the same. What are you from church? Oh? Now you now God use as a privilege to start that. We are the same. We are the same. You are not going to get a special uh, uh, rank that because you are the president and founder. You are, we are all the same. Christ is our model. My guy, get revelation from God. He humbled himself. The first thing he did was he began to wash people's feet. And he said, you replicate that. Do it. Who are you serving? Who are you serving? Who are you serving? See, this. Who I'm, I'm not talking about you serving the pastors. Oh, that's not the only one. I'm, who are you serving? Who are you mentoring? You know, when you are mentoring somebody, your patience level has to be high. Because there are days that they will, they will not feel like. I have mentored so many people. But do you know why? I have people that have mentored me as well. Jesus is one. I have a mentor, Mr. Paul. He's the same person mentoring me and Daryl. Daryl knows the guy. The guy doesn't take nonsense. <laughs> he will give it to you. He'll tell you, but one day, Mr. Paul, maybe he might be watching this he called me one day. I said, Patrick, come, come and advise me. That was the first time I was confused talking with him. He said, Patrick, advise me. See, there's this business I want to do and involves these millions and I don't know, what should I do? I was like, I have to say, sir, please I apologize for asking this, saying this. I said, sir, why are you meeting me to give you counsel? <laughs> it is unusual for you that is my mentor to meet me and you are telling me to give you advice and the man was very sincere do you know what he told me he said to show you that I am accountable to you who are you accountable to your younger sister cannot talk to you because it's your younger sister who are you accountable to your wife cannot talk to you Hercules incredible work now you get extra power. Superman with, uh, what is that thing that uh, Superman, that they said uh, uh, that used to weaken Superman. What's that thing? Eh? Kryptonite. Uh, Kryptonite uh, master. Nobody can talk to you in your house. You can't serve. I know who, who you want to serve. Because in your mind, people are supposed to serve you. I remember they asked Daryl this question. I think it's no, he said it. That somebody was praying that God should give him long suffering. Abi, that was, is it long, long suffering? Patience. And God took the person through things. Because God was answering the person's prayer. 
So God had to make sure. The person had to wait, had to be long-suffering and patient. You know when you read that part, and then the Bible tells you that there are fruits of the Spirit, long-suffering. Hey, you they suffer for long. Not because of, now fruit of the Spirit. Now things where you they pluck, if you get the Spirit, you go pluck those things. One of it is called long-suffering. One of it is called patience. As a married woman, what patience is? You have washed how many boxers? You have washed how many t-shirts? The guy go see come for house, carry the cloth, fling that somewhere. Like say they do Jamaican song. You will pack, 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 or ask any husband. She will keep on arguing with you. She will tell you that no, 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 no. Tell them to tell you what patience is when you have children. When you have children, it's another world of its own. Those cute looking faces, those oh, cute, 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 cute. They will not be the one tell you, Daddy, how are you so sure it's right? I said, David, I'm your father. He said, Daddy, you, you have not answered it. It's not you telling me you're right. How are you so sure that this is? I said, just believe it because your father is saying, he said, Daddy, I don't believe it. It's not that. Give me proof. I said, are you Judas? You know, children is what they see that they take rather than what you tell them. So if you are telling your son, in my time, you know, I used to be very prompt. And you know, when they tell me things, I, I, I obey. I used to be submissive to my boss. And your wife is telling you something. Say, don't tell me. Don't talk to me. Your son, you know the one he will take from you? The one you do to your wife. Servanthood is very key to our life as believers. We must serve. Praise God. We must serve. We must serve. Hallelujah. He said, if you do not serve, if you don't complete this process, you have no part in me. When it comes to act of benevolence, mostly to believers, there is power that comes with it. Please, can you help me put this scripture? Please, um, technicals, please help me be fast. Second Peter 1.5 Second Peter's one five. So devote yourself to lavishly supplementing your faith with goodness and to goodness add understanding. Go to six. But also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge. Let's go. To knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness. Let's go. To godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, love. You see, brotherly kindness on the line. We need to continually take a self-evaluation the way we treat people. How do we treat people? Some people would want to use the word, it is her personality type. She doesn't flow with people. It is a lie from the pit of hell. If the spirit of God is in you, your model is Christ. It's not any personality breakdown. Forget that one. You can't say you have the spirit of God and you are walking in ignorance, arrogance. 
and you tell me that is your personality, personality type because they don't bring English. You are very free. You want to, oh, it's my personality. I'm a, I'm a sanguine, melancholic. Do you have the spirit of God? If the answer is yes, forget about those things. Because God will take you through the process that a melancholic will turn to a sanguine and a sanguine will turn to, to it will, you see, that in there, it will scatter it in your life. Because the Bible says as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. You see, that leading, eh? that leading, it can turn a baby to a giant. Ask David. When God is leading you, your, your, your ego is like this. When you are coming, it's like you want people to be, you even get mad, everybody should bow to your, your boss. You want your boss to, and you not give your life to Christ. You think Christ will leave you like that? The first thing he will off, those are your wings. Just quickly, it's juice. They are going. That your wing, where they make you fly, where nobody feel talk to you. Jesus Christ will first take it out. Then the next thing is your heart. Let me give you a very great significance. If you look at most people that God used in the Bible, most great people, somewhere in their life, they took care of sheep. Have you noticed that? Sheep. David, sheep. Moses, sheep. Why? Why do you think he did that? Because, brother, to coordinate sheep, first of all, your patience never eh? You got to be very strong with patience. There's a proverb, I don't know how to say it. It says that if you want to catch a sheep, you don't catch only one. They always move together. So there's one way they used to kill them. They will put salt eh, inside a bowl. And they will, all of them will come and eat. As they're eating, they say, you enjoy yourself. You enjoy yourself. Wonderful. Let us begin to eat. And in, some, in, in a few times, they will all die from eating salt. That is the they call them mumu. God bring you in the midst of them to say, come and share mumu to break you. So before David met Goliath, he had learned how to, how to go and save a sheep that has gone through the process because God did the same thing to him. And because of what he learned, do you know that some of the battles that David won in the bush, nobody saw it. When he killed the lion, nobody saw it. God, God, when God wants to humble you, the guy killed, he killed a bear. There was nobody in that whole field to, that saw it. No, no point of reference. So that you are coming to tell somebody, do you know I killed a lion? He said, who, 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 who saw it? Do you know I killed a bear? Eh, 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 who, who saw it? Super story. Guy, you the you the you the lie. Only you baba. Baba only you not kill, kill lion. Eh? If you kill lion, I can kill I can kill gorilla. How frustrated the young man will go into his room and angry because people did not believe. Did not, they did not believe what he is telling them that he killed. God was trying to humble him. God was trying to humble him because for you to be a leader, one of the things you must learn is to cut your ears from what everybody's saying. You must hear from God, from God directly. The only person when that news was relevant was when David went to meet Saul. And he says, Saul, I have killed a lion before. That was what made Saul believe. So there was an appointed time for what was done that looks like it was not relevant. The same thing happened to Mordecai. 
He helped to stop them from killing the king. And I think nobody knew. But God took note and they wrote it. The day came on the day of remembrance. Servanthood. Am I communicating? I hope God is speaking to you. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Amen. Hebrews 13, 1. Hebrews 13, 1. No matter what, make room in your heart to love every believer. And show hospitality to strangers. For there may be angels from God showing up as your guest. Identify with those who are in prison as though you were there suffering with them and those who are mistreated as if you could feel their pain. Look at, look at, look at how this is, this is the life of a, of a believer. This is the life of Christ as our model. This is the life of the one that we call our Messiah. This is the life of our elder brother. This is the example he has showed us and this is what he is telling us now that we must do. You must feel the pain of, the, of, of other people. A member comes to meet you. When we say members, eh, a normal person comes to meet you and says, brother, I never chop. What is your first assessment? You know, there's some ministry you go. People cannot tell you they are hungry. They, can, they are afraid because why everybody has put themselves that the Lord will supply. The Lord is our source. Don't put your hopes in man. Man is not your source. God is your source. No, 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 no. That's not the example. He said we should feel for each other. We should feel. Compassion. That is the example we have to, we have to, we have to show to believers. Because the rules of this kingdom is that if it happens to one, it has happened to all. This kingdom that we come from, if they are killing your brother, let me give you a very good, a very good way in the Bible that the Holy Spirit used to tell me. When Paul was going around persecuting Christians, the Bible recorded that Stephen was one of those that was stoned to death. Am I right? There were other names that we did not know that they were stoned to death for professing that they are Christians. But when Jesus Christ met Paul, he did not mention any of those people's name. Instead, he said, it's me you did it to. So you thought you were killing Stephen, you were touching Jesus Christ. You thought you were killing Osagbohan, you were touching Jesus Christ. You thought you were killing Cynthia, you were touching Jesus Christ. So when it was time for Jesus Christ to react, he said, why did you touch me? Why do you touch me? So this is the assurance that we have in Christ that we can never be killed. Because anybody that touches you, they touch God, they touch Jesus. It's not possible for you to be killed because there are people that you are in. The Bible says, for we are hidden in Christ Jesus. So if you do not know your place, the enemy will take advantage of you. This is the power a believer carries when they pray. When a believer prays, the whole of heaven is involved. If the whole of heaven rejoices when a believer is warned, so you think the whole, the whole of heaven will be closing your hands when that believer is praying? There is a methodology to it. 
it is not just one. It is a kingdom. We are from the kingdom of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's go to Revelations 2, 3 to 5. Revelations 2, 3 to 5. Praise the Lord. Revelations 2, 3 to 5. Also know how you have bravely endured trials and persecution because of my name, yet you have not become discouraged. Yeah, let's go. But I have this against you. You have abandoned the passionate love you had for me at the beginning. Think about how far you have fallen. Repent and do the works of love you did at first. I will come to you and remove your lampstands from its place of influence if you do not repent. So the repentance he was talking about here is your first love. When you are committed to each person, you were not just doing evangelism because you were told to. You were doing it because you saw that you were compared to because you are in Christ. Let me tell you one of the ways that you can prosper in ministry. It's a place that is not very, very, might not be very, very popular. It's the place of intercession. When you begin to intercede for people, and the people don't even know that you are interceding for them, you are doing it because Jesus did it. Is he, is, he, is he even still doing it? When you intercede for people, that is one of the ways that your, your, your life will flourish. When you begin to pray for people, not because you want them to call your name. No. Not because you want them to pay you tithe. No. But because you are committed to the kingdom of God and Jesus is your elder brother and you are in partnership with him. So you are interceding for people. See, that is one of the ways my prayer life grew. When I began to intercede, I took it. Till tomorrow I do it. It's a part of me. You don't need to tell me to pray for you. No. The Spirit of God puts this into my heart. There are some I take as my own responsibility to pray. Because when that person is free, we are free. When that person is prosperous, we are prosperous. Many of you, you've not gotten the mystery. As he is, so we are. As you are praying for her, it is coming back to you. If that sister is struggling in her finances, and you decided to pray for her and she prospers the whole kingdom of God has just prospered if that brother's health is failing and you stood in the place of prayer and you begin to declare the, power, the, the healing power of God if that brother is healed the kingdom of God is healed that is the way the, the kingdom works be careful not to seek your reward from man be careful not to seek your reward from pastor. Be careful not to, not, to, not to put yourself that you are waiting for the day they will call you in front of church and say, <laughs> oh, the brother that has really affected lives. Oh, his evangelism is superb. Hallelujah. Oh, give him a handshake. Now so, all your reward is handshake and microphone echoing your name for five minutes. You go home with big head. But your life is still ordinary. But the one that God honors. Yeah? When God won't honor Mordecai, do you know what he did? He, <laughs> the 
the suggestion came from somebody on the top who was his enemy. He began to suggest, the king said, yes. The guy said he thought he was the one. Yes, Hema. He said, yes. And you give him the official limousine. He said, yes, yes, yes. He said, and you give him designer's clothes, you know, and the bag to follow. He said, wonderful, excellent. And he said, king, that's your horse that nobody has ever ridden before. You put it upon among the, 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 the motorcade that will go and, and, and let him go. Ha! The king said, beautiful. Ah, you see this suggestion you have given to me? Everything round it up. Why and do it for that man that you call git man? Why? Because God was his exceedingly great reward, and his time came, and it was time for God to reward him. Now look at it. Do you know if you have one day being paraded with the president? Do you know that your life has changed? Your life don't change now. See, they say you and uh, Osiba Joe the play ball. And he calls, hey, Patrick, can you come let us go? And when I take a picture, one day, everywhere else, your status don't change. Oh. Except you get bad character. That one, we need to put you in the, in, the, in the throne of God and call the Holy Spirit to wash you again. And he didn't stop there. The Bible says everything that Hema owned, the king said they should give it to Mordecai. Why? Because he did not seek man as his reward. He did it unto God. God's reward is greater than man. Even when you come up for this earth, you will still get house where he don't keep for you. That's God's reward. So when you are doing your work, don't do it for, in the presence of man. How much Pastor Richard will give you? But when God won't give you, he leaves your generation and your children. Abraham's blessings. God stepped from him and went to his children's children. The same blessing. Because you pleased God. Because you pleased God. I'm telling people, serve to please God, not man. I see people giving sacrificial offerings and it touches me. You know, when I look at my account and I see somebody give me like some boza, even, even if it's money for for card. Pastor, I don't know. I feel obligated. Because sometimes I have learned that people giving, they are giving in the, in the midst of heavy needs. So not be to carry that money, go flex, go buy shoe. No. Somebody's heart is crying unto God. And he says, God, to get contact with you, I want to sow my last seed. To this man of God, because I believe this man of God carries power. I believe that this woman of God carries power. I am sowing my seed in tears. Don't be fooled. That seed comes with tears. It comes with pain. It comes with things that you cannot imagine. And they are trusting God. That God, the only person closest to me that I can use to identify that you are here is my pastor. I am giving my seed to pastor. And you see that money in your account. Yes, it came in the time of need. But beyond your need, somebody is crying unto God. Somebody needs an answer to, from God. Somebody say, Jesus, help me. Now, you don't just take that seed and say you want to eat it. You go and say, God, what these needs are because you have done it for me 
do it for that person. God, it doesn't just stop here. Every day you begin to remind God, God, I, I want to remind you of Sister Jane's need and thank you that you have answered it. Tomorrow you come again and say, Father God, I just want to say that you are a faithful God. You have answered Jane and I just want to thank you because I am rejoicing with her. She just thought that she has given your seed and goes, but as a pastor, as a mentor, as a spiritual person, you are taking it a step further to God and say, Father, I give you thanks and miracles happen. Bible says by faith, people have, women receive their loved ones back to life. So the lesson number three, if you are bringing a seed to a man of God, never you go without faith. Don't bring your money if you don't have faith. Your money is not what changes is your face. And Jesus Christ, in the midst of the crowd, he looked at everybody and said, who touched me? What was different from everybody's touch and this woman's touch was that when this woman was touching, virtue left Jesus. What is the other word for virtue? Power. Because the woman put faith in her, in her touch. The woman put her everything in her touch. The woman put the solution that this is the solution in her touch. Her last hope was in that touch. Her total completion was in that touch. And the Bible said that he touched the hems of the garment of Jesus. And Jesus got something that left him faith. And the Bible says for without faith it is impossible to please God. Praise God. Avoid selfishness. Avoid selfishness. What is selfishness? Me, myself, and I. That is the fastest way to die. That is the fastest way to get poor. The Bible says there is he that gathereth yet he tendeth to poverty. Because you think everything is about you how small your thoughts is. You think it's only you. So everything you want to get, if it doesn't benefit you, you feel that it's not, I'm not interested. My brother, my sister, you can't go very far. So see what the Holy Spirit showed me. Galatians 6, 1 and 2. Praise God. I'm rounding up now. Galatians 6, 1 and 2. My beloved friends, if you see a believer who is overtaking with a thought, may the one who overflows with the spirit seek to restore him. Win him over with gentle words, which we open his heart to you, and we keep you from exalting yourself over, over him. Love empowers us to fulfill the law of the anointed one as we carry each other's trouble. Hallelujah. Now, this is the last scripture and I'm going. I want to show you a practical example of this scripture. Job 42, 10 to 12. And I go. This is the same Job. Job 42, 10 to 12. This is Job that was going through issues. All of a sudden, everything he had got wiped out in one day. But look at when the change came in his life. After Job had prayed for his friends. Did you see that? The Lord restored his fortune and gave him twice as much as he had before. Did you see that? 
His miracle came when he began to do intercession. Oh God. His breakthrough came when he forgot about himself and other people's need became his need. In spite of what he was going, he saw that his friends, they had needs and he decided to pray. While he was praying, he wasn't even expecting anything from God. But because he prayed, God restored, he said, and his brothers, look at this, this is the descending verse. All his brothers and sisters, everyone who had known him before came and ate with him in the house. They comforted and consoled him over the trouble the Lord had brought on him and each one gave a piece of silver and gold ring because he interceded for his friends. His life transformed. Seeking first the kingdom of God and his way of doing things and all these things shall be added to you. Can we rise up please? I just felt that this is something we need to hear. By the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. We are committed to servanthood. I want you to begin to commit your life to God. And this servanthood I'm talking about, it starts from your own home. Not only Christians, but non-Christians. Even your parents. I want you to make a commitment and say, Father, I am available as your servant to go through the process because as you are patient with me, I will be patient with others. I want you to pray in the name of Jesus. From now on, God will begin to show you needs. He will begin to show you areas he wants you to intervene in people's lives. And as you do this, you will begin to see God's intervention too in your own life. Father, we thank you. We give you all glory and praise. For what we have heard, our life will become testament of this. Take our glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. God bless you. This message was brought to you by Church of God Mission International, Church for Real. For more information, log on to our website at www.churchforreal.org. Church for Real. Influence your world.